Hi, this is Bailey Curry. Dallin Bestwick here. Brennan Gaunt here, former driver number 62. This is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Rafael Sard. Quick Pick Podcast. It's not that tough. Connor, Ethan, Quick Pick Podcast. You're listening to it. Everybody tune in. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. It's another great day here on the show. We've got a huge episode. It's our 100th episode here on the podcast. To think, Connor, about two years ago, we were sitting on your porch and it took us about five times to five tries to make an intro. We'll listen to that again later. Um, stick around for the second segment. We've got some highlights over the last 100 episodes, our favorite moments some embarrassing moments. It's, it's going to be a good time, Connor. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah. So June 8th, 2022, Ethan was over at my house. He brings up this podcast idea and I did not, I was like, uh, I don't know about that. And uh, we end up sitting down, takes us about seven times to record the intro, uh, followed by lawnmowers, board, uh, birds chirping, and all the possible noises of a backyard porch. And then uh, today is July 30th. 2022 mm. over two years two years it's been over two years and uh we finally reached the 100 podcast milestone which is straight up awesome but uh before well, we begin we're still here oh yeah we're, we're, we're still here <laughs> um uh before we begin let's give a shout out to all of our sponsors and partners on the show that make this happen starting off with circle b diecast plan b sales one of the top merchandise online merchandise stores you can find for all your nascar gear they have hats they have t-shirts they have sweatshirts they literally have anything you can think of uh go over to circle diecast maybe sales use our promo code at checkout quick pit all caps no spaces helps you save some money helps us get some money that we can put right back into another giveaway and uh with this being the last day in july i think yeah. stick around stick around for next week because we might uh introduce the uh july july giveaway yes it's june man you you lose track when it's summer you don't know what month or what day it is you just you go day by day and do your life things but uh stick around for next week for a giveaway i have a bunch of summer reading for school i've told myself i'm not touching it till july so i guess i have one more day that i can procrastinate on it, i guess all right um yeah it, it's it's a good week here on the show there's a pretty decent race at nashville although there are also some issues and we might have a connor rant later um but we prepared a bunch of clips uh stick around for that and we'll we'll reminisce a little bit more once we get to that segment um once again thank you to washington on the daily for his uh promotion of the show um he does a lot for us and shouts us out in exchange for us talking about him on the show but go follow at wsh on the daily on instagram for all your commanders news and updates for the Washington Commanders as the season gets closer and closer to starting. I actually have a little bit of hope for them, unlike the Phillies. But uh, this is a NASCAR podcast. And where was NASCAR this weekend, Connor? Nashville and Alex Bowman's best pants game ever ended up being torn apart because some idiot and clueless driver. But oh, I'll, I'll save it for later. I'll save it. I'll save it. Let's get no, no, no. Let's, let, let, no, no, no. let's get into the top 10 because uh, when I start, there's no coming back. Ethan's got his food ready. He's ready for a. He's got his popcorn or chips, and he's ready for a. 
he's ready for a little show here. Uh, when I texted, so I was at work. Um, I worked until seven, and that rain delay helped. So I, I missed like the first stage or so. Um, but Ethan texted me. I'm like, what happened? Because Bowman was like 36 when the NASCAR happened. Uh, Ethan just calmly says Bowman wrecks, and I go look at the replay, and he didn't. He didn't wreck. He got wrecked. And uh, the text messages following that were uh, pretty funny <laughs> because I I don't know, Ethan, if you want to pull it up, but I said, uh, I said, Connor reacts is weak, period. I didn't say, and, uh, and Ethan's like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And then uh, what did you say? Oh, you, you sent me a screenshot of the tweet that LaJoy was doing about the Bowman T-shirts, and I just decided to uh, go off on Corey LaJoy and his podcast, and I followed by – uh, the popcorn emoji for Connery acts this week. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's get through the top 10 here unless you pull that up, Ethan, and then we'll uh, get to the, little, the show. Well, I will say it took them a while to find a camera angle of what actually happened. Most of the camera angles just showed Bowman hitting the wall and not LaJoy making contact. I think there's only one camera that shows that. So it, they didn't, the caution happened and they didn't show that, it, they like nobody knew that LaJoy was the one who took him out for sure until like 15 minutes later. So that's why I just texted Bowman wrecked because nobody knew exactly what had happened. And I was didn't want to set you off. I wanted you to get off work first and then, you know, whatever. Um, popcorn. There's some Phillies rants, some Pocono information here. You're all over the place. Quote, here we go. He thinks he's good someday. He will realize that Bowman got the 48 over him because he's hot garbage with even a worst podcast. So spicy words from Connor as typically happens when one of his favorite drivers gets, uh, gets crashed, but it is what oh, it is. Oh, stick around for uh, the second segment of our clips. And uh, you will for sure hear a clip from a Greg Sing scene stars podcast. Um, we won't talk about such things anymore, but uh, yeah, just stick around for those clips because those will be uh, some funny clips to listen to. But let's get into the top 10 starting off. Coming home in 10th at Nashville, the four car of Kevin Harvick. Really, really needs as, as many points as he can get because he's right on that playoff bubble with all these different winners, even though there was not a new winner this week. But Kevin Harvick gets a 10th place finish and gets solid, very solid points. Uh, finished eighth in stage two, and he uh, finished fifth in stage one. So very good points weekend for Kevin Harvick. Coming up in ninth, we have Joey Logano. Good top 10 run for him. Led four laps. He started second and did not um, was not able to advance it at all, but still gets a top 10 finish. Coming up in eighth, the first Toyota of the group in Christopher Bell in the 20 car. Uh, another, another guy that needs as many points as he can get with all these different winners. He, of course, is now finishing eighth. He did not finish in the top 10 in uh, stage two, but he did finish uh, fourth in stage one. So he gets a decent size amount of points there for the 20 car in Chris Rebell. Coming on in seventh place, we have Austin Sindrick. And get this, Connor, this is his first top 10 on an oval since he won the Daytona 500. So he has four top 10s on the year. The other two were at Coda and Sonoma. And now Sindrick finally gets a, a top 10 finish. Um, his teammate almost cleaned him out when he wrecked. Uh, Blaney spun out off of four and missed hitting Cindric uh, driving beneath him by inches. Um, Blaney actually recovered very well, but Cindric gets a top 10, much needed top 10 for that team. 
Yeah, and I, I, if you go back and listen to our uh, season preview before the season started, I think we both said that we have very rookie like year, and then he wins the Daytona 500. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa is he going to be this like next big thing? And we're seeing this typical rookie year where the team guys struggle, but then they could come on late. Maybe this is him coming on late. It's already locked into those playoffs, so he really needs to get a good solid run here in the regular season to get momentum into the playoffs. But as you said, a very needed top 10 finish for Austin Sendrick. Coming home in six is the 11 car of Denny Hamlin, the pole sitter. Uh, I don't like he, so he has like four top tens in the year. Like it's something garbage and he has these two wins and I was watching the race and NBC mentions like he's only a couple points out of being the most, having the most playoff points out of any car. And I'm like, if he was, if he, if he, if this was the old format, he wouldn't even be in the playoffs. And I, I just think this is kind of ridiculous on how bad he's been, but how many points he can get. I, I, there's just, I hope, I know you said this, uh, Ethan, I hope there's multiple winners and Ryan Blaney misses the playoffs after having all these. I mean, where is he in the standings? He's like third. If he misses the playoffs and finishes third in the standings, and you have a guy like Denny Hamlin, who's 20th in the standings, be over him. We have to, there, there needs to be change. So I, I just, this is kind of ridiculous. But I don't like Denny Hamlin. I don't like uh, Toyota. I don't like Joe Gibbs. Maybe I'm being a little harsh on him, but I, I think I have a point with uh, Hamlin being 20th in points and going to have the most, going to have so much playoff like points. It's, it's, it's I don't like it. Yeah, under the like the old chase system where the top ten in points made it, and then the next the the highest two in the top twenty would get in uh, with a win. So like the old chase format that they had, I don't know from like two thousand maybe two thousand nine or two thousand ten till the chase ended, where top ten in points get in no matter what, and then. Out of the, the top 20, 11 through 20, the two highest placed guys with a win would get in. So as that stands right now, you'd have Elliot, Chastain, Blaney, Kyle Busch, Logano, Larson, Truex, Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Alex Bowman in the top 10. Those are locked in. And then the next two drivers with a win would be Kurt Busch and Austin Sidrick. And Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, and Denny Hamlin would be out. Now Briscoe, Suarez, and Hamlin are and, and Sindrick. It goes 17, 18, 19, 20. But still, I mean, maybe, maybe we need to go back to that, that system. That seems pretty nice. I, I like that idea. But the fact that Denny Hamlin is only 19 points of, ahead of Michael McDowell at this point of the year. I mean, Hamlin, he's having a bad season with two good races. Yeah, and that's what bothers me the most, how he has terrible driver points. He's like 20th in the driver standings, but in the playoff standings, he's six with, like, he's not even far behind Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain, which I just think is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. There needs to be some something. Like, if you finished outside, if you finished 20th in points or farther out, you should just not be able to make the playoffs. I would, well, they right now it's the top 30. Maybe they should bump it to the top 25 at the very least. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, yeah. either way. Let's say that, I don't know, this week 
Tyler Reddick wins at Road America, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next week, Atlanta, anything can happen. Let's say Chris Busher wins there, right? Yeah. Now you have two spots left. Then uh-huh. we go, then we go to another road course and someone else wins. Let's say Michael McDowell wins for some reason. Mm-hmm. You have one spot left. Blaney still hasn't won. We go to Daytona and Todd Gilliland or Brad Kozlowski sitting 29th or 30th in points. Wins that race. Bumps Blaney out. Then you have someone who's, who's I don't know where, how far behind, there, who's, who ran 300 points worse during the regular season, making the playoffs, and Blaney missing it. I would, I would hate this for Blaney, but I would love to see this happen. I would love to see what happens with Nats. Or with their, because it's just, it just the whole playoff system just messed up. And I don't want to get into a whole, whole like conversation about how how bad it's been, but it's it's just bad. And if, if this if this happens, this is the icing on top, the cherry on top that NASCAR needs to change it because that cannot happen. Look, I will say, as a fan, I like it because it means over the next what nine races, we have three road courses and two super speedways. That's five tracks where McDowell would have some sort of a chance of maybe getting in. But just large view, it's really stupid. And I think I, I don't hate the win and you're in idea. I just think it needs to be like wins should be important. I just don't think it should skew the system this much. Okay. How about this top 10 and wins like 10 people who have wins or if there's like, if there's under, well, I can't, I can't do it that way. So never mind. Yeah, they would have to think of something completely. They would have to tear it all down and sort it back up, just like they need to do with the All-Star race. But, yeah, it's terrible. All right, let's talk into the big conversation. Hold on, hold on. One, one more thing. One more thing I want to bring up, just as an example of what they could do. All right? So IndyCar has a points system that rewards winning but does not um, – and like they have no playoffs, it's a full season point system, and it they always have a a uh, good they always have a good championship battle because the winner gets ten more points, at least double digit more points than second place. So let's okay. say NASCAR changes it. Second place gets forty points. The winner gets sixty. Okay. Then you get a huge boost by winning. You can still have the playoffs where, you know, the top 16 and then you eliminate it down, but a win doesn't do anything except give you a huge points boost. Because if someone, say you get 20 more points in second place, then if you win a race in a round, as long as you don't completely screw up the other two races, you're still advancing, right? Yeah. All right. We got to move on. Um, Fifth place is... Ross Chastain, another another top five for him. That Trackhouse team continues to to cruise along. They are having a great season so far. Um, Chastain did manage to not make any enemies this race. He had a pretty clean race. Comes away with a top five. Coming in fourth was my pick, and he didn't win, so I'm sad. But anyway, Kyle Larson comes home in fourth. Very solid run for Larson, and a very solid run for HMS. They needed some guys to get up there, and of course, they have the Chase Light winning and. Cut Larson getting in the top five because uh, their other two drivers, William Byron and 
Alex Bowman finished last and second to last. So, um, yeah, a very split day for HMS, I would say. Yeah. Coming home in third is Ryan Blaney spun out. He was, he was really up and down all race long and, um, but comes away with the third place finish. The, the pitch strategy was interesting at the end. There was a caution, just a handful of laps to go. Some drivers stayed out. The dominant cars on the day, the Toyotas all pitted and they finished. I think, what, what did I see? Um, they, uh, 21st, 22nd for Bush and Truex. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Bush, and Martin Truex Jr. combined to lead 250 out of um, out of 300 laps. And their highest finishing, they only got one top 10. And that was Hamlin. And then Truex and Bush finished uh, in the 20s. So they, the Toyotas completely choked it away. I will say, the Chevrolets did the Hendrick cars... And the Chevrolets in general really came on once it got dark. And like after the rain delay, the Chevrolets were much faster. They were way better. They were completely off at the start of the race, and, and the rain delay definitely helped them. Coming home. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it's your turn, Connor. Coming home in second, the better Bush brother, Kurt Bush, and his Toyota for 23X1 racing comes home second. And uh, yeah, he's been very good, very good this year. Very kind of low the radar very good season for kurt bush but second place finish is uh no joke so good job for kurt bush and winning the race is concrete chase chase elliott wins his second race of the year his second race on a concrete surface after he won at dover earlier this season and the points leader expands his points lead he's now 30 points ahead of ross chastain in second um and he is i would say at this point i would have him my championship favorite i think he's been the most consistent and he's also winning when he needs to two-time two-time champion for chase, chase Elliott. ethan gonna go with him for two-time i'm not gonna call it right now but i'm saying he's definitely the favorite at the halfway point of the season all right all right can we get into uh my little rant here because i've uh, been holding it in and i'm ready to let it go Sure, you can go to town on uh, Corey LaJoy. I will mute myself and grab a bag of chips. Well, Ethan, real quick, before you grab a bag of chips, there's this thing on the NASCAR app that says Corey LaJoy breaks down his uh, contact with Alex Bowman on his terrible podcast. So I want to play it right now. I want to make sure. Just give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. And there's an ad. I can't hear anything. Why don't I find it and play it? All right. So it's on – just go to, like, the NASCAR app or whatever, and it should be uh, right there on, like, the little news tab. But anyway, let's get into this. You get going, I'll find it. Corey LaJoy is the biggest fraud in NASCAR history. He is the biggest piece of garbage in NASCAR history. This guy really thought a couple years ago that he was going to get this top-tier ride at HMS in the 48 car because he was the next big driver. He was the greatest thing. He was racing available. And meanwhile, he's now out here wrecking cars to show his dominance to HMS and how good of a driver he was apparently supposed to be, making a whole video to HMS, how he was this great driver, and he's, he's wrecking their cars because he can't drive into a corner at a, at a track that I could drive and not hit a single car 
I could drive around Nashville at twice the speed he's going and not hit anything because I'm not a terrible driver like he is with his little high, high, high elbows on the wheel type driving. Hey, he's garbage. And then he goes and sits on his podcast and talks about everything and thinks he's so funny that everybody listens to him. His, his, his podcast name is called Stacking Pennies. Yes, yeah, stacking his pennies that were in his contract, because that's the only thing he gets. He doesn't get millions of dollars. He gets pennies for his contract because he's garbage. He literally drives for Spire. And he went to this whole thing about Spyro's back. Spyro was hyping herself, themselves up. And they're still garbage. They have garbage. It's a garbage team with a gar- even garbage driver. He's he's so bad. All right, Ethan, do you have the video? Because I want to I hear what he, has, what he has to say about his uh, has his elite driving on his uh, cheap contract that he allows that he can afford this podcast. All right, give me one second. Let's hope uh, the sound comes through. I went, man. I, I was racing for the lucky dog with a 31, a 30, the bottom rolled, and him, he was clogging the top up. Uh, we run the top for two, three laps, and he was going to go run. He opened his arc up into one like he was going to run the top or the middle, and I stuck it. I committed to go to the bottom to try to get closer to the guy I was racing for the dog with, and my man just turned across. I mean, he turned down in front of me. I didn't get him in the left rear. I got him straight in, like, the le- left rear headlight. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get to the brakes f- hard enough, and – uh, he, he went around, ended his day. I did feel gen, genuinely bad about it. So once the, the lightning struck again, I texted him. I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm really sorry. Thought you were committed to the middle and couldn't get to the brakes fast enough. Why and then you sent me a nice T-shirt design to put up. <laughs> so therefore, I did. So why is, why is that your – I don't know anything about racing etiquette, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm the person on iRacing that's adoring people and moving them out of the way. I just don't care. Why is it your responsibility – to hit the brakes in that situation, albeit to save your race car that you've you know torn three up in a row or whatever had yeah. whatever happened, why is that your responsibility in terms of etiquette to hit the brakes, and and why is it important for you to reach out to Alex in that case if he did come down on you? Um, well, I mean, if you're on the highway and you run in the back of somebody, you get the ticket, right? So there's still there's a little bit of that etiquette. If yeah, you run but in if the back of somebody, you spin them out. If you're in your lane. And they come down. No, that'd be one thing. If if he came like left rear, left rear tire over my right front tire, then that's one thing. Gotcha. But so he, he he made he was in front of you before you. And hit. I just and dis- didn't anticipate him going another gotcha. lane to the bottom. Okay. And Makes in sense. that three tenths of a second of where I, when I realized he wasn't going to the middle anymore, I couldn't get to the brakes and get a load up enough because we both were on the brakes, and he kept continued to come down and I like bumper to bumper, but also like my aggression level to the bottom is deeper like to fill the hole than it would be with him just rolling okay. the middle. I thought you left reared him. I thought that's what happened. No, I, got I thought him like, he came No, down I got him in like the left rear, like on the bumper, like okay. right front headlight to left rear bumper okay. and spun him out. And and obviously, like when after the fact, like as soon as I hit him, I'm like, oh, f-. It's like, tell him I'm sorry. You know, because like it wasn't intentional by no means. And at the end of the day, like. All right. All right. He came down and booted me. I quit the bridge fast enough. Yeah, you little chicken legs. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he uh, he felt sorry for him because he uh. <laughs> 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 What's so funny? You good? Yeah, you little chicken legs. <laughs> Oh, continue, continue. Oh, yeah. So this guy, this Corey LaJoy, just go and uh, go join some SRX to make it fun. But dude, 
you just hit the he didn't come down on you you were really you he said as you as you heard he was racing for the lucky dog because he's trash and can't stand on a lead lap in nashville nashville's like as long as pocono like it the track's enormous and this guy is has gotten his lap and is fighting for fighting for the lucky dog meanwhile just let the guy pass you why are you racing him just let him go like he, he's so Oh, we were watching it when you heard what LaJoy had to say. The video was up. Dude looks like a he has a setup that's probably worth five bucks. They got off like that got off a garage sale at his local neighborhood garage sale Sunday on or Saturday. The day before. Well, he probably doesn't have enough money for it anyway because he uh he he doesn't get he's not very good. But uh yeah, so he's garbage. He is absolute trash. He thinks he's good. He then proceeds to put a T-shirt up on his Twitter, which the the T-shirt is so bad, like oh, the theme of it. It it was just regular white letters on a purple T-shirt, dude. I can make that in my graphics tech in in like two minutes. Like that that's nothing special. And you're making fun of the king for his the king at making T-shirts. Like, dude, you're just gonna get yourself into a bigger bigger hole. And uh, and uh, you know, karma karma. Karma will bite when when, uh, when the, the worst time is for a bite, you know. So he uh, he's got it coming for him, and if he uh, ends up in the wall with his, you know, he he doesn't he do like an American flag scheme sometime or something. He did uh, like a fun scheme the other a couple of years or whatever ago. But uh, yeah, when he has a fun scheme and a cool scheme, uh, but we'll make sure he he'll he handles that appropriate, and uh, he pulls any Hamlin, and you know. Have that guy end up in the wall, you know? So, um, yeah, so pretty trash driving on Corey LaJoy on Sunday. Uh, can't hit brakes and can't let a guy that's on the lead lap go past him because uh, his ego will be hurt. He, he, he will feel bad that the, that the guy that took his ride at HMS is passing him. So, um, yeah, he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. H-E-S-U-C-K-S. He sucks. Oh man, I think we should make that a t-shirt just spelled out on on the front. Speaking of which, we've got t-shirts coming in the mail, Connor. Oh nice. Uh, it's coming hopefully this week or maybe next week. They will be here in time for Pocono. I know that much. Um that's good. Well yeah. he sucks. I think this episode might be called Chicken Legs Chicken Legs Court. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, but that but the first thing, chicken la- uh, chicken legs going. <laughs> I just I just say that Ethan starts to die laughing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you can't stop on a break hard enough in an NASCAR Cup Series level, then I mean, you gotta have chicken legs, right? Look, oh, look, Connor. Um, first of all, I think personally. It was a racing incident. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. One guy's a lap down, the other guy's on the lead lap. You know that's no racing incident. The dude can back out, hit his brakes, or slow down to let the guy pass him that's on the lead lap. Dude, he's in a spire car. You're not that good if you're in a spire car. You should go just – I would rather I would rather not be in a NASCAR Cup Series than be in a spire car. Connor, Connor, spire has nothing to do with this. If you're gonna It try- does, because they're a lap down. Corey was slow. You should let him go past him. You're, 
it's it's like BJ McLeod. You know how he goes to the side because we interviewed. Go check out that interview. Link in the description. It was a great interview. But if you he will get out of the way to let he doesn't want to affect the other team's race. And this guy was a lap down, and he's infecting another person's race who was on the lead lap. That needs to get as many wins as possible. So it's like it's it's no racing incident. It's just get out of the way. Get out of the way, and there will be no racing incident. Well, You're lapped down. You're garbage. Like he described on his uh, on the clip we played, he was racing the thirty-one, who's also around Bowman. So again, look, you're, you're already you're already that far down. Just dude, you're in a lucky dog. You're not gonna win the race. Just you know. All right, I'll repeat that out. next time. Bowman's in the in lap down early in the race, huh? Um, listen, no, because he, think- Bowman has a track record of record. His team has a track record of being good. Does Spire have a track record? Does Corey LaJoy have a track record? Track record of being good? No, no, he doesn't. Look, Connor. Here, here. Where, where did he finish? Where did he finish? Let's see where he finished. After he this. finished twentieth. They had a good night. So, the results. Finished twentieth. Solid. too. So he got that lucky dog. So he didn't have to wreck Bowman for it. Pretty, well, pretty stupid, in my opinion. But oh well. Giving him the lucky dog, but is. Now, I, I will say, he's 31st in points. He's not having a good season. but That's know, impressive, man. He, Man, I would have thought he would be back there with Corey LaJoy. I mean, uh, I mean oh, wait, uh, Cody Ware. You never know, man. Listen, I think you have every right to re- be angry. I, I do find it funny that you're almost more angry. <laughs> uh, he's, the second to, he's the second to last driver. That race is full time in the in the points. <laughs> only only in front of Cody Ware. Oh man, that that's fantastic. You love to see those things. Look, I like Corey. I think he's a cool dude. Everyone makes mistakes sometimes. This might have been his fault. It might have been. I don't. It think was it, his fault. Whatever. We're look. I I I, I know better than to argue with you. Um, I'm glad you got it all out. Uh, thank you for listening to Chicken Legs Corey. That's what this episode is going to be called. Um, now, was that what you planned on saying, or did you censor yourself? That's what I was planning on saying. All right, all right. Because it almost sounded like the Kevin Hardwick special. Oh. All right. So we will move on to segment two, where we will. Um, Go listen to some other great moments, and I'm sure once we get, if we get to 200, or we do another uh, recap segment, we might have to bring this one back up. But um, we're gonna move on to our uh, anniversary, whatever we want to call it. We're gonna look back at some of our favorite moments from the first 99 episodes of the Quick Pit Podcast. That's coming up next in segment. Welcome back to the Quip It Podcast. We made it to the second segment of this week's show, where we will uh, play some of our favorite clips from the first 99 podcast here on the show. So, uh, Ethan, do you want to kind of give them an idea of how it's going to go? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce it, tell you what podcast, what episode it's from, and um, we'll go we'll go from there. Um, we might run out of time. Uh, we don't have too much time, so this might actually get – we might actually end up splitting this in half and, and doing a couple next week as well, depending on uh, what we've got going on. So without further ado, let's uh, start with our very first episode, as we mentioned earlier in the show – Recorded on Connor's back porch in early June of 2020, and um, let's just say that uh, we were not very good at the podcasting thing. And, and you'll you'll hear it. it. It's it's glorious. And Connor, my voice, my voice. Oh. Connor sounds like a mouse. So here we go, episode one. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, and this is my co-host, Connor. What's up, guys? We will discuss today, we will recap the Atlanta race on Sunday, we will preview the Martinsville and Homestead-Miami race on this Wednesday night for Martinsville, and the Miami race on Sunday. Um, Connor, to start it off, what were your thoughts on the Atlanta race? Just quick judgment Two-second first analysis. Harvick just dominated the race. There wasn't really any other competition. Boyer was good for the beginning of the race and had tire troubles. I think Martin Truex Jr. had a shot at winning it, but it was really just Kevin Harvick dominated the whole race. I have one word to describe the race. It honestly was pretty boring. I mean, there weren't many cautions. It was just mostly Stuart Haas just destroying the competition. The corn cars. Long green flag runs. Well, that's typical Atlanta, but... I saw something on one of the social medias that they're, they don't want 500s anymore. They want to shorten the races to like 400s and maybe even 500 kilometer races. Okay, I will say that those, the Darlington and Charlotte races that were shortened were really good and competitive. And honestly, when you add the sense of urgency into the race, it gets rid of the boring lull of the mid-race because there's no room for mid-race. You have the start of the race, and then all of a sudden you have the end of the race. Yeah, even. All right, Connor, I think we can agree that that's enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, please. We're not. We're no one. Bring that up with our voices. The only weird thing I will say, we just we do we just hear Kevin Harvick dominating a race. Yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? It's, yeah. it's a rare, rare occurrence nowadays. Um, pretty surprising. All right, Connor, here's uh, here's one of your favorites. Oh, no. Oh, yes. This is from episode four. And it was entitled, What's a Potenic? Oh, that's in a Dodge. And then, yeah, there are five car makes represented. What here. is Potanic? Potanic. <laughs> <laughs> <Bobby> oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to the next segment. <laughs> we need to go quick. Connor, no. <laughs> That's getting clipped for. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are clipping that Don't. from the recording. Right, we need to go to the next That's segment. That's going to be our intro next week. <laughs> yes, you wait. What is Botanic? <laughs> we need to go to the next you segment. Alright, Connor. You're, you're watching the Quick Crew Podcast. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. 
Oh boy. What what a um what <laughs> that was so great. Um I, I love that segment. Connor, are you oh okay next? Next. Next. No comment on that one. No comment. No comment on that one. Okay. Um now we skip forward like five months, four or five months. Um to our first interview that we had with Bailey Curry. Uh, now he's an Xfinity driver full-time for JD Motorsports. Um, and this was pretty exciting, although you can definitely tell that uh, we have no idea what we're doing. So uh, this one is a little cringy to listen to for me because it's like, man, there are so many things that we could have said or done better. You'll, you'll hear. It's, it was super exciting to have an, uh, a guest for the first time. And um, at the same time, it's it's looking back on it. It's we've come a long way in our interview skills. So take a listen, episode twenty, I believe, with Bailey Curry. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host Ethan, alongside the co-host Connor, and we have a very special guest today: driver uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Truck Series, Bailey Curry, on the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Very happy to have you here as well. Um, First ever guest on the show. Yes, you have that distinction, I suppose. Um, yeah, so I guess we can get right into the the interview. So we're wondering, just to start off, how have you gotten to this point in your career? Like, how did you start your career in racing and to get to this point? I mean, uh, started out just like pretty much everybody else, uh, racing when I was a kid, started racing go-karts when I was seven years old, uh, just slowly progressed through the ranks, I guess, went to Legends, Cars, Bandoleros, raced all that stuff until I was probably 14, and then I got into a modified, and when I was racing Legends car stuff, I was really, I was all over the country, uh, really just, uh, pursuing trying to be a, a driver as a career, and when I, after I was 14, I moved to the modified, just kind of race locally, kind of, a just going to take a different approach. Uh, it's getting pretty expensive to drive, uh, travel around and race. So, uh, we decided just to, you know, come back home, try to build relationships with sponsors. And, uh, we did that, ran a modified, got into the late model, started traveling a little bit more, uh, ran a bunch down around the Southeast Pensacola mobile that, uh, Southeast area, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, uh, did a lot of racing down there with a lot of uh, good drivers. Um, then I kind of – I was going to college at Texas State, and I was kind of getting ready to hang it up, really. I was uh, kind of like, oh, I guess I'm either going to go to school and get a regular job or I'm going to race. And I just happened to get a call from a guy uh, out here in North Carolina asking if I wanted to go try to drive a cup car. Uh, it was for Rick Ware at the time. He knew the crew chief on it and uh, kind of knew – it was kind of a revolving, more of a revolving door then than it is now. Um, so I got in with Rick, started helping, volunteering with him, going to the track with him, road crewing. He got to know me. He knew I raced, and he helped me get my first truck opportunity in 2017. And then I got a couple more that year and just kind of just been just trying to snowball ever since then, just trying to get more and more and more uh, and do more stuff and try to get better finishes and uh, represent myself the best I can. Yikes. Yikes. 
Yeah, the interview skills were not very good at that point, were they? You were very monotone, Ethan. Yeah, well, well yeah, I guess you could put that that way. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, great having you on, too. Yeah. Well, let's go to the first question here. Yeah. We've gotten so much better at it, Connor, so I don't think you were very good at the start either. At least I wasn't talking like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah. Yeah, your voice was like this. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> go that far. All right. Next one. All right. The next one, as we referenced earlier, um, one of my all-time favorite moments uh, featuring Connor and uh, a, a little-known driver known as David Starr. Um, Connor had uh, we had some fun with this one. Well, Connor wasn't happy, but I thoroughly enjoyed this segment. With that being said, um, Connor, so there was a race this weekend in which Noah Gregson won um, the first 200 and was it a 300 mile race or a 250? 300. So he won the first, uh, he was winning after 296, two, no, 297 miles. But something happened, Connor. Can you describe what happened? So um, there was this uh, guy that I don't even know his name, but he's some nobody that shouldn't even be in the sport to begin with. Just decides that he's going he's gonna to ride the middle lane when he needs to be like in the grass out of the way for Gregson to pass so he can go win. But he decides that he's going to go up and block Gregson. He runs into him because he can't even get minimum speed. He goes like 20 miles per hour because he's some no-name that shouldn't be in the sport and his team sucks or whatever. And um, Gregson decides that uh, he can't do anything, and Gregson runs into the back of him. His Gregson's car destroyed. This guy gets out with not a scrape on his car, ends up finishing 15th. So, um, yeah, there was a – yeah, um, he really needs to be fined or um, he needs to be getting out of the sport because he cannot be doing that to a leader. Um, just I, I feel like if, if it was Austin Cedric, NASCAR would have suspended that guy for three weeks. Oh man, okay. Um, I've been texting Connor about this all week, and I can't get him to change his mind, but I'll try it again here. First of all, just the fact that he finished 15th means that he was not barely meeting minimum speed, A, because it was a 40 car field, and even That's though. Right. He would have finished 39th when Gregson would have lapped him. But, um, hmm. No, he won enough. He didn't want to get – he was, like, two laps down. But there was so many crashes that he got lucky with his first top 30 of his career. You know, he's he's at – he's like, he started 40th. He usually finishes, like, 38, 39 if he's a lucky. But um, somehow he lucked into a 15th. It's, you know, it was like – it's like, you know, it was like what happened at Cup Series the other – where – uh. Where um, what was his name? Chris Bush won a stage, so you know he just got lucky, but he really will finish in around the 38, 39 range if he's lucky at that. So first of all, um, last year Star ran twelve races with an average finish of just over twenty. So you know so... his name Star. I give him a zero star. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, Connor. <laughs> I can't see. Oh man! First of all, I would like to apologize for Connor. Started ranting on the podcast Twitter, and 
He I got, uh, I got he, real mad, so I decided to use the Twitter as a ranking place. <laughs> and he he added the wrong person. I thought the guy's name was Brett Star. And so he goes at Brett Star yeah, I was in his so, comment. I was so I was so mad. I was just, you know, I'm typing that. I'm like, I think his name's first name's Brett. I can't really know. I'm just gonna type Brett underscore star. I'm like, and and then like you know you can click on it to verify it, but nothing came up. Like there was nothing. So I'm like, oh well, they'll know what I mean, even if it doesn't go anywhere. So I just add it and then it's some random person that um I ended up I ended up deleting that and doing a re- redo it. So Yes. So Connor, you're being very irrational irrational about this. First of all, he was running thirteenth at the time and on the lead lap when the incident happened. Well guess what? He wasn't gonna be in the lead lap coming out of that corner if he didn't wreck Gregson. Why okay, Connor, here's the other question. Why would he have incentive to wreck the leader of the race? Uh because he wanted to stay on the lead lap but decided that he um He's supposed to be getting out of the way because he's not going to do anything because he's he sucks. So he's not going to get a top ten or whatever. And he just was like, "Do you want, I'm going to block him and I'm going to clear myself because I'm no I'm I know I'm faster than Gregson, so I can just easily clear myself, go right up in front of him. Nope, smack, and he stops and brake checks Gregson, and Gregson has nowhere to go. Connor, first of all, I don't know if you saw uh, Carl Long, the owner of the car. That's an MBM car. Um. I never heard of him because the team's trash. It's Timmy Hill's team. That explains a lot. He's still trash. David Starr has more National Series wins. No, wait, more. I forget what the stat is. David Starr has won four Truck Series races in his career. And all four of them are on super speedways that you lucked into. Uh, I don't think that's correct. I think, Connor, I know... <laughs> I give him zero stars. I quote, "We'll live in infamy." I give him zero stars. The, the, he's a nobody. Whatever his team sucks. Whatever author. Whatever. Um, but that that was. I I I couldn't scroll back far enough. I I I should try, but those text messages that we got that I got after that were were phenomenal. All right. Um. Next up, we have. Uh, Ethan, do you want to do this one or do you want to split it in half? Um, next one we have up is up next is Pocono, and we're only like fifteen. I think we can get it all done. All right, all right. So we got the Pocono. We got the Pocono uh, recap here um, from uh, Bowman's surprise win, and here we go. For a moment there, it looked like Bowen was pulling ahead of Larson, right? Yeah. And then, like, a lap later, after he had pulled out to probably, like, a half-second lead, which would have been the longest so far since the restart, he lost it to Larson, and, and Connor gets all dejected, and he starts climbing down because we had a TV underneath the camper. Uh, I, so I, had my, I, had a, I had a radio in my ear listening to Alex Bowman's uh, team radio, and I fling it out of my ear, wrap it up, grab the headphones off of it to uh to, for noise and like all pouty going down uh he the was. ladder he was toward, grumpy toward, towards uh towards the tv and the tv is underneath the camper 
and I'm like walking towards walking away and I look at the TV and I see Kyle Larson in the wall I'm like what what and I turn around and Alex Bowman's flying past him for the win so I'm all dejected because it's I, I started going down the ladder with when they were coming out of turn one on the last lap I'm like oh well, white flag and a caution won't matter race will be over anyway so I'm like all right time to go down I'm tired I'm exhausted I'm devastated and I fling it down I come down and I see Kyler's in the wall and turn three and Alex Woman's like at the start finish line crossing and I'm like what just happened and then then I'm ecstatic I'm running around and Ethan I don't know if at the time realized what happened but uh, oh, no, no. It, it, it was pretty crazy I got down as he was going into the wall you were down there a few minutes I went down after like the white flag wave because then there couldn't be a caution and such. No, I, and I went down the white flag wave. I remember that. I wanted to wait to see if the, the white flag came out. And as soon as it came out, I went down. I think you actually followed me down anyway. Yeah, I was following him down. And so I saw Larson go into the wall too. Connor flips out, runs around the campers. And, uh, and yeah, it was pretty wild. And um it was, it was an amazing finish, honestly, and a very, very memorable one. I'm sure that one will be used in promo videos for the next 10 years. Yes. That was a really good weekend. And Connor, we are only, we're like three and a half weeks away. And we're going up on Thursday. Well, we're exactly three weeks away. Three weeks away. That's awesome. That means, um, yeah, the episode that week might be interesting. We'll have to see. Might not yeah. have. We'll have to figure it out. We'll see. Because we're going up Thursday at 2, so. I get back from vacation the day before in the evening. So. Might do a splash and go or something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Anyway. But that was such a great moment. I'm so glad we were there for it. I couldn't find the clip talking about Bowman afterwards, which was equally as cool when we got to talk with him and hang out with a handful of other fan- fans after he did his media. But that was that might have been the, the neatest moment of the whole weekend. Yeah. He, was, he, he had the option to go back around and not have anybody talk to me. He went out there, signed literally everything with Greg Ives and took pictures with everybody. So, yeah, pretty cool. All right, um, let's see. I think we should do the uh, – I don't know. The rest are pretty long. I say let's save it for next week. Okay. And to kind of do kind – of, kind, of, kind of, you know, expand this well, celebration. That was the, – so the Pocono recap was like almost exactly a year ago. It was late June. So that kind of wraps up year one, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll do year two next week, or if we happen to get a guest. By the way, Connor, one of the people I have emailed recently was uh, Corey LaJoy. So did you respond? They have not responded yet. Nobody responds. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. Too busy with the Stacking Pennies podcast, I guess. Yes, too busy with Stacking Pennies. All right. So with that much being said, we will move the rest of the recaps to next week so that we don't run out of time. Um, And we will move on to our preview for Road America 4th of July weekend. Should be a really exciting, jam-packed race weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Connor. I know you are. 
Uh, that's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. You've made it to the third and final segment of this week's show. Thank you for sticking around through the first two segments, through our uh, Nashville recap, our uh, 100th episode recap. Look back on the last, or at least this week, it was the first year of the podcast, the highlights from that. And now we will preview Road America, which is... uh, Unknown whether it's on the schedule or not, so hopefully it is, and um, hopefully it stays around for much longer. But if not, we, we better enjoy it. It might go away after this week. But uh, Connor, track facts. Yes, Road America. It will be the quick, quick, quickie trip two fifty presented by Jockey Made in America. Man, that's a long title. Um, it is. 62 laps, 250 miles. There will be a practice session at 11.35 a.m. on Saturday, followed by qualifying at 12.25. And then the race will be at 3 o'clock on USA. Um, That's where you can watch it. Your track information, it is located in, I'm going to butcher this name to Earkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, It was built in 1955. It is a road course. The surface is road. And the length is 2.05 miles long. Cautious people will be 45 miles per hour all this weekend. 2.05. I think you mean four. Uh, it's 45 miles per hour. No, the track is four point something miles long. Yeah, 4.05. You said two. No. Either way, 4.05 miles long all this Sunday, 3 o'clock on USA. It's so stupid that they're putting it on USA Network. Do you know what's on on NBC? What? The IMSA race. Since when is IMSA more popular than NASCAR? Never. I don't know. Put the Denver July race on NBC. It's so stupid. So stupid. NBC, you have to put it on the network. Please, please. Put it on the network. Someone's mad. What? Someone's mad. Yes, because I'm going to have to find out a way to watch this thing. And I can't do the Fox Sports hack anymore. So, and they, and Bob Parker's just said that despite them doing it last week, they're not putting the race on USA Network this week. Or on the, the, they're not putting it on Peacock as well. What's the point of having Peacock then? I don't know. I don't know. You can watch uh, Sunday baseball games that happen every, every weekend. Ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, Connor, who, who are some guys that you're going to watch out for? The road course ringers. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, uh, Chase Elliott, Michael McDowell, those guys. Um, Truex, you could throw in there. Uh, Larson. Um, but I would now look at like Truex and Fred Kisowski and even Chris Buescher. Look at the RFK guys after coming off a very strong cinema, but definitely look at RFK. Yeah, RFK had a well, RFK and their affiliates had a great weekend at Sonoma two weeks ago, two races ago, I guess. Um, 
on the entry list. There's one extra uh, car this week, 37 cars. We have Loris Hesemans in the 27 car for Team Hesberg. So that's fun. Um, they, maybe they can get a top 20 uh, if they're lucky. We have uh, Joey Hand in the Rick Ware Racing 15 car. He's run pretty good when he's been in that car. He's run top 20, I think. I think he got a top 20 at Sonoma. Um, Josh Balicki's in the 77. And uh, Kyle Tilly is in the 78 for Live Fast. So uh, pretty, not n- nobody interesting. And of course, AJ Allmendinger is in the 16 for calling. They'd be stupid not to put him in the 16. Um, so uh, some underdogs to, to look into. I, I think, uh, like you said, Chris Busher, that's a good one to look at. He's uh, in the last 10 road course races, average finish of 13.3. That's sixth best. Um, and has finished on the lead lap all 10 of the last 10 races. Um, I would say Eric Jones on this list has a pretty good average finish on road courses. I'd say he's a, a pretty good bet to, to look at, see how he does. Um, some guys I would say to avoid, William Byron has uh, is 22nd on this list with an average finish of 18.9 in this span. Uh, despite having a good amount of laps led, he uh, seems to struggle at this kind of at this kind of racetrack. So, and Daniel Suarez, despite his win last week at uh, or his getting his first career win on a road course, has an average finish of twenty two point eight over the last ten races at the Squiggle Track. So, um, some guys to look at, some guys to not. Yes. All right. Do you want to send it over to Eric for fantasy? Yes, sir. Eric's back for fantasy this week. It's going to be a good time. Eric's up to third in the points. Um, he's only, he's less than 100 behind you, Connor. He is coming. Do you have yeah. anything to say for that? No. Catch me if you can. All right. Over to Eric for the fantasy segment. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. And we're back. Big thanks to Eric, as always, for the fantasy segment. He does a great job every week. And uh, down the stretch, this battle for the championship is going to be pretty good. I think I'm going to need to to have some really good – I'm going to have to string together a couple good months if I'm going to have a chance. It's. I think at this point it's, it's down to you, Connor, um, and Eric. And who's, who's in second? You're the rowdy. You're the rowdy is still hanging on in there. All right. So – we can get into our picks. Nobody got it right last week, so it's still me with two and uh, Siri, Eric with one and Connor and Siri with nothing. So let's uh, let's get into picks. Eric has made his pick, and it is the 34 of Michael McDowell, which makes me sad because I was going to pick him. Well, he ain't winning. All right. I'm going to take my pick, and that will be Chase Elliott. Oh, I wanted to go Elliot too. I know we're allowed to double it up, but I'm chasing you. I don't want to have to gain. I have to gain. I can't tie. Um, no, who do I go with now? I'll go with Larson coming off a strong win. I mean, a strong top five finish. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. All right. And who is um, series pick? Dylan. Which one? Ty. Hi, Dylan. Well, he don't have a shot. She ain't winning. 
Yeah, is is uh, is it a, is he? I guess bad enough, for lack of a better term, to do the diecast thing. I guess he could get a top ten. No, he he's too good. He's he so could bad. easily be a road course guy that could end up sneaking in wins. No, didn't he win a stage once? Yeah, he'll be like third, and he'll wreck the two guys for the win. And and Siri will get her first win ever on Ty Dillon at a road course. That would be that would be one heck of a way to shake the shake the standings up. Um, well, that'll do it for this week's episode, Connor. Unless you have uh, any any other uh, comments, I guess. No, but uh, I want to hear you do the outro, the whole thing. Time to time for redemption. You you got to do like at least one so you don't stutter or anything like. You've done it for so long, and you always have like a stutter or a big pause or think of something. So give it a try. All right. Including all the sponsors. Yes, everything. You did all at once. All right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What? Get a sip of, wa- get a sip of water. I. There we go. All right. All right. Give it your best try. Here we go. All right, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Quick Pit Podcast. Thank you, Eric, for doing a phenomenal fantasy segment. As always, thank you to Washington on the Daily for supporting the show. Go follow at WSH on the Daily on Instagram for all your commander's news and his other account, NFL account at Trendy F uh, at Trendy Football F D A L L. That's the app for that. Uh, also, Washington on the Daily has a Twitter as well. Uh, Connor keeps trying to make faces while I do this. Um, thank you to Circle B Diecast. I uh, use the code QuickPit for f- uh, free shipping on all orders, thirty dollars or more. Um, Connor, before you yell at me for getting it wrong, that is the updated version. Man, you're really bad at this. You, I haven't. You haven't gotten me at all. All right. Thank you for listening. Look at you. Look at you messing up. <laughs> what? You started going. You started talking about meat. You're supposed to be focused. I was focused. I was just uh, commenting on it. No. I didn't stutter or pause. I, I just made a comment about it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for 100 episodes. We never thought, I don't think neither of us thought we'd get this far. It's, it's crazy we haven't gotten burned out and flamed out on this. Our listening is still low. We can pump that up. Uh, we're still having fun doing this. So thank you for listening to the Quick Pit Podcast.